Welcome to the Brain Soul Success Show, where we learn, explore, and create your powerful positive healing for life. I'm your host, Louise Schwartzwalter. I'm the creator of a five-part mind-body-soul methodology that clears the subconscious blocks to success. From engaging transformational interviews, brain soul success stories, and the secrets shared by brain and spiritual experts, you will reconnect, revitalize, and transform your powerful life. It's time for you. Welcome back, everyone, to the Brain Soul Success Show. Um, I'm really excited to be with my good friend here, Dr. Evan Hirsch. Um, you just do such great work in the world. You know, so Evan, Evan is known, Dr. Evan here. Do you like to go by Dr. Evan or Dr. Hirsch? Dr. Evan's fine. Dr. Evan is fine. Okay, so Dr. Evan, I mean, I call you, call you Evan, right? Um, mm-hmm. He is a world-renowned fatigue expert. And he's the founder and CEO of the International Center for Fatigue. And through his best-selling book, his podcast, and his international online programs, he's helped thousands of people around the world optimize their energy energy naturally. And he's on a mission to help one million more. He's been featured on television, on podcasts, and summits. And when he's not at the office, you can find him singing in musicals, dancing and playing basketball with his family. How awesome is that? So your Fix Your Fatigue programs, your International Center for Fatigue, you know, is global and you've helped so many people with this very, gosh, this broad issue, isn't it? A lot of people have fatigue. They do. Thanks so much for having me on, Dr. Louise. Oh, you're welcome. It's such a pleasure. Yeah, a lot of people have this. You know, there was a study that was done recently by the National Safety Council that found that 69% of all workers, so this is 107 million people out of 160 million, 69% of those people suffered with significant fatigue. About 50% of those people were falling asleep at work, and 97% of those people had significant cognitive dysfunction. So it's a, it's a major problem. Wow. I didn't even know those numbers. That's big. That's huge. It is a major problem. You know, how does somebody actually know if they even have fatigue? It's a great question. And, you know, there are, there's certain criteria for chronic fatigue syndrome, but what we're talking about is fatigue or chronic fatigue, depending on who you are. And it really, it runs the gamut. I used to say that it was tiredness that wasn't relieved by sleep, where if you're getting seven to nine hours a night and you're still tired during the day, then that's a problem. But the reality of the situation is that a lot of people who have fatigue also have sleep issues. And so those people would say, well, what about me? And so then I edited it to, to, to say that it really is this tiredness that, that is less than optimal for you. So a lot of people think that as they're getting older, that, that it's natural to start to feel worse or start to have less energy. But the reality of the situation is that is not the case at all. And that once you figure out, as you know, in your practice, once you figure out what the causes are for someone's dysfunction, you remedy those, you bring them back into balance, and then they're going to have a lot more energy. So fatigue really is a cry for help. And if you feel like you are 
you know, surviving on caffeine and having to take naps during the day, and you don't have ideal energy, then there's a problem. And it just so happens that the causes of fatigue are also the causes of diseases of longevity. So the longer you live, the more likely you are to get heart attack, heart disease, strokes, Alzheimer's, cancer, autoimmune disease, and all of those are also the same causes of fatigue. So fatigue is a harbinger. It's ringing the bell. It's saying, hey, there's a problem. If you don't deal with me now, you're going to have to deal with these other things later. Oh, I like that. It's a sign, isn't it? That's the ringing of the bell. That makes so much sense. And, you know, when I crashed with chronic fatigue, you know, but I was only in my 30s. So, you know, obviously I have the energy still and tenacity to, to get well, you know, the ability to detox, to get well. And you actually talk about different levels of fatigue. So you say there's a level one problem, but there's really three levels of fatigue. What are those three levels? Can you describe that? Yes. So these levels are really based on what it takes in order to remedy your fatigue. So mm -hmm. a level one problem is if you change your lifestyle habits and you resolve your fatigue. So this is drinking more water, getting more sleep, getting more movement, eating better food, mm -hmm. right? So you change those things, you resolve your fatigue. That's a level one problem. Okay. If you do those things, and you, your fatigue is still not resolved, it means you've got a level two or a level three problem. A level two problem is if it's resolved, then if you start replacing deficiencies. So big picture on looking at the causes of fatigue, we look at deficiencies, so things that aren't in the body that are supposed to be, and toxicities, things that are in the body that aren't supposed to be there. So on this level two problem, if you fix your lifestyle habits and then you take supplements to replace your deficiencies and you are still not well, then that's a level two problem. Now, a level three problem, and generally what I see in my practice is level two and level three problems. Level three problem is if you have a toxicity that you have to remove. Mm -hmm. So you've gone through this process and you're still not well. It means that you have to remove these toxicities, heavy metals, chemicals, molds, infections, allergies, negative emotional patterns, electromagnetic fields. Some multiple of those causes have to be removed. And that makes so much sense. I see that in my practice too. And I had to do that myself, you know, is, re is removing those, those toxicities, the heavy metals, the mercury, you know, and all the infections and the different parasites and candida that come in to clean them up. You know, I found that those actual pathogens come in to clean up those toxins. Mm -hmm. So they serve a purpose and yet we don't want them there, right. you know, because you and I believe it's always about balance. Amen. Right? And then, you know, as a brain person, I found my brain didn't work when I was that sick. So I had all the brain fog. I had the memory problems. I had all of that, you know, and I, and I found out that it was even bigger than just neurological brain and detoxing um, that I needed to like work on my soul level too, or my spirit, my spiritual connection. Um, and then in your discovery too, both with your patients and in your own journey, um, you found you found that too. Can you describe that a little bit of what, what happened for you on your own journey of working with your own fatigue? Absolutely. So fatigue took me down for about five years and it just about destroyed my life, destroyed my relationships, my business, 
all of this. And I wasn't a very good patient until one day when I said, okay, enough is enough. I know at that point I was practicing functional medicine and I knew that if I found all of the causes that I had, I would be successful. So I started with what I knew initially replacing the deficiencies, assessing what hormones and nutrients and neurotransmitters and lifestyle habits that I had that were deficient, replaced those, got a little bit better and then kept going into these toxicities. But I had to do additional training in environmental medicine and specific ones in infections because, you know, as you know, not all docs are created equal. Natural docs, functional medicine, integrative medicine docs really depends on their comfort level with treating some more of these complex things, as well as the education that they've received. And so for me, I had to get more education learned more about heavy metals and chemicals and molds and started going through that process and found that I had, I had all of them. And so I started removing them. And with each one that I would remove, I would get a little bit better. And then I got to this point where I, where I realized that I had done most of what I needed to do on a, on a physical level, but in terms of a psychological and a spiritual level, I was lacking. And so that's when I started getting more into mindset and started working more on gratitudes and envisioning what I wanted in my life and looking at um, any sort of disempowering beliefs that I had and flipping them into empowering beliefs and looking at disempowering questions that I was asking myself, you know, like, why is this happening? Flipping it on its head and now asking myself the question, what can I do today to love myself even more? What can I do today to improve my health even more? And then also working on mindfulness, started meditating and things like that, started doing more yoga. And so that kind of allowed me to, to move and to address each of these different things. And that's what we do in our program as well. So we have a, um, a NARM coach, somebody who specializes in trauma. NARM stands for Neuroaffective Relational Model for Trauma. And so we have somebody in our program who's, who's offering that. We have um, meditation every Saturday morning in addition to the physical stuff. And then we also have mindset to help people create their daily mindset practice so that we are addressing everything that we possibly can, all these 33 different causes to make sure that, that nothing falls through the cracks. Well, that's awesome because I haven't, you know, usually, usually doctors are working with the physical body, you know, and they forget that piece. And yeah, what you found on your own journey is that you needed to address that to really be who you wanted to be, you know, to really be completely healthy. Right. So it's all those levels, you know, so I know it's all, it's all those levels. And I know that just like you, I have a brain system, which is all the levels it's body, mind, spirit, and energy field. And we address the trauma too. And you have a four step fix your fatigue um, system that you use to treat all these causes. So can you just, what's your four-step system? Sure. So the first step is all about finding the causes that an individual has. So like I mentioned, there's these 33 different causes, but don't get overwhelmed by that because when you address them, you go about it systematically and you're able to get rid of all that you have. But everybody who has chronic fatigue that I have seen has 20 plus causes. So mm -hmm. at least 20 out of these 33 different causes. So that's why step one is so important to figure out the causes that an individual has, because whether or not you've got a human resources problem at work or a problem with your car, first thing you have to do is figure out what the problem is, right? If you've got a problem with your carburetor and you change your tire, 
you're not going to fix the car, right? right. <laughs> so so you, I'm not good at cars and even I know that. <laughs> and so you have to really figure that out. Now, the cool thing is that uh, 75%, so 27 of those 33 different causes can be determined by symptoms alone. And so nice. people who join our program within the first hour or so, they get the workbook, they start working through it, and they're going to know 75% of their causes, and they can get started right away on the supplements that they need for that 75%. And then they can budget appropriately to get the labs for the other 25% that they really need. Mm-hmm. But that's the first step is figuring out what causes you have. Okay. And then the second step is replacing the deficiencies. So we talked about how there's these two categories, the toxicities and the deficiencies. And the Mm -hmm. first thing that we want to do is we want to replace the deficiencies. Now, big picture, this process is all about the toxicities. And I'm going to say them again, because I want Mm -hmm. to get these into people's people's minds, the heavy metals, the chemicals, Mm -hmm. the molds, the infections, the allergies, the negative emotional patterns, the electromagnetic frequencies, right? So these are those toxicities. And that's what this process is all about, removing those. Mm -hmm. Now, the reality is, is that you can't just go straight at them. Unfortunately, you're just going to feel worse and you're not going to have success. So we have to do step two and three first, and the toxicities are in step four. So step two is boosting these deficiencies. So in Mm -hmm. adrenals and thyroid and sex hormones, so these are the hormones boosting deficiencies in vitamins and minerals, boosting deficiencies in neurotransmitters, boosting deficiencies in mitochondria, which is produces about 70 to 80% of all the energy in the body. So all those things have to be boosted in order for you to proceed through the next steps successfully, because the body is just going to function better. It's going to be more resilient. You're going to be able to deal with any sort of stress that comes up, especially the stress of removing toxicities. And so that's why we, we put that in step two. It is, it is necessary to put it in that in this order. This is one of the reasons why people aren't successful is because they're not going in this particular order. I totally then, agree. And I saw that in my own path too. And I see that with all of my people that I work with as well. You know, I always say, hey, let's rebuild first because we've got these to fit before we detox, mm-hmm. you know, because if your adrenals are shot, you're not going to have the energy to detox. Absolutely. You know, I mean, we've got to do all of that first. And I know you're so good at targeting that with people and really helping them with this nice process, the system that you that you created. OK, so we got a couple of steps. What are the what are the next? What's the next step? So then step three is all about opening the detox pathways. Okay. So I like to look at these as like tubes flowing through the body. You've got the intestines, Mm -hmm. you've got the liver and the kidney and the lymph, which is the garbage system of the body and the neural lymph, which is, or the glymphatic system, which is the lymph system in the brain. And Mm -hmm. all of these pathways have to be open. For the first 20 years of my life, I pooped once a week. And I didn't know any better. I thought that that was normal. I was consuming all this gluten and dairy and had all these toxicities that I was just reabsorbing, part of the reason why I got sick. But in reality, you're really supposed to be having a bowel movement twice a day. That's ideal. Mm-hmm. Good looking bowel movement looks like a banana in the bowl, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's really important when it comes to the intestines, making sure that you've got good flow. Because as you step into step four or jump into step four and you start pulling these things out, inevitably, you're going to become more constipated. It just kind of slows things down. So you want to make sure that your intestines are open, things are flowing out nicely. 
And then when you're looking at the, the liver and the kidney and the lymph, all of these pathways need to be open as well. Because once you grab onto a toxicity and you pull it out into the bloodstream, if you've got these pathways that are clogged, guess what? It goes right back into a different part of the body. If these pathways are open, then those toxicities can move through the body and out. And that's really where the, the nuances to going into step four and removing the toxicities is all about. And what really restricts you is how well you did in step three and, mm -hmm. and what the rate is. It's kind of like if you have a funnel and you are dumping toxins into this funnel and you're trying to get them out of the funnel. And let's say that bottom of the funnel is very narrow. At some point, it might overflow right? And so that's when you're going to have symptoms. That's when you're going to feel worse. But if you are pouring at a rate that allows the toxins to flow out of the body and the bottom of that funnel is open enough, as we talked about in step three, in order to allow for greater flow, you're going to be a lot more successful and you're going to be able to be more rapid with how fast you're removing toxins out of the body. Totally makes sense. I'm picturing like some of my practitioner friends and they would say, I'm going to do a gallbladder flush this weekend, right? So they're drinking the oil, they got the grapefruit juice, whatever cleanse they're doing, and they didn't do the colon first. Mm -hmm. So they get super sick, you know, they're like, oh, I was in the bathroom all weekend. I was like, well, did you, did you clean out the pathways? Did you clean out the colon first? You know, like that's your, you know, that's your pipes, that's your garbage system, right? Mm -hmm. So, so how do you do that? Give us an example of how someone would open up those pathways. So one of my favorite things for the intestines and for constipation is magnesium. Okay. So most of us, especially those with chronic fatigue, are deficient in magnesium. Magnesium mm -hmm. is wonderful for relaxing smooth muscle. It's wonderful for detoxification. It's wonderful for adrenal function. It's wonderful for sleep. And so, and it's wonderful and by relaxing the smooth muscle in the intestines, it allows for, um, for, for bowel movements to pass through more easily. So that's one of the major things that I do, because it also helps to decrease body pain and all those other things that I mentioned. So we do a subjective ramp up and get people up to the dose that really works well for them. And then we'll stay at that. We, we would even like them, like if they have a choice, um, we'd have them maybe a little bit on the softer serve side, because as we go through this process, if you're killing off infections or anything like that in the gut, you are going to notice that you're going to get more constipated. So that's one of the ways we do. And everything that we do in our program is natural. I operate as a health coach in the online environment. And so you know, a lot of herbs, a lot of nutrients that we're using in order to be able to do this. And, and combinations of herbs is really what I appreciate different kinds of tinctures for the most part to open up liver pathways and kidney pathways, you know, things like milk thistle and parsley and berber and panella and other things as well that, that I, I found to be especially helpful for at each of these different levels to open them up. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. You know, and then what, what I'm also thinking about is the gut brain relationship right now. So I know besides just sort of brain fog, what other like symptoms do you see in your patients um, from when they are toxic and they have to open up these pathways and get rid of these toxicities? Um, what else is happening in their brain? What do you see? You know, um, what are the symptoms or what do you notice in your 
in your patients? So all these causes of fatigue are also causes of brain inflammation. So if they're crossing mm -hmm. the blood brain barrier, which is very similar to the gut, um, the galt barrier or the gut associated lymphoid tissue and, and the leaky gut that people think so much about, mm -hmm. most people have leaky gut. And if you have leaky gut, you have leaky brain. And so there's a lot of things that are getting passed into the brain as well. Mm -hmm. Heavy metals and chemicals and molds and infections and allergies, all these sorts of things that we just talked about. And so what's interesting, you know, there's been studies to look at infections on the brain, for example. So in one study of people who had Alzheimer's, eight out of 10 brains had Lyme. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we know that a lot of these infections, a lot of these toxicities are crossing the blood brain barrier, increasing inflammation in the brain and causing everything from brain fog, which is pretty nondescript, but it could mean must, um, memory issues. It could mean concentration issues. Mm -hmm. um, it, and it can mean everything up until Alzheimer's. So there's a number of different um, components. It is a gamut but this inflammation is also coming from a lot of these causes. So as we are repairing the gut, as we are removing all these causes of fatigue, people's brains come back online. That's what happened to me. My brain fog was so bad. I couldn't even remember the person sitting in front of me when I was working one-on-one -on -one with folks. So it was, it was pretty uh, tragic um, until I was actually able to remove all these causes. And then my brain function followed. Right. Absolutely. I, I mean, we have a similar path. <laughs> Definitely. I remember having my phone number written on a sticky note in my wallet. This is way before cell phones, you know, because I couldn't remember my own phone number. And I was in my 30s and I thought, this is crazy. So my quest was to get my brain back again, you know, and I had no idea at that time all that I would be in for in terms of how to detox and what I needed to do to build those you know, build my body back up. So it was just this journey, this path. In fact, if I had found someone like you <laughs> 30 years ago, it would have been a dream. <laughs> it, would have, it would have gone a lot faster. Uh, so I, I do, I do understand. And I do work a lot with the brain and neurobiofeedback and do a lot of neurobiofeedback with people to help balance the balance, those neurotransmitters to help them be able to detox. Right. Mm -hmm. So it is about, it is about that detoxing all of those all of those toxins, whether they're infections, like you say, or heavy metals or environment, you know, one, one place that I'm not sure people are super aware of is the electromagnetic field piece. You say this is another piece of, you know, of, of cleansing and needs to be addressed. Um, what can you tell us about that? When you, when you say electromagnetic, how do you help your people with, with detoxing or working with electromagnetic fields? We're in front of computers and everything today, right? Right. So first we need to know what we're talking about. So an electromagnetic field is really anything that has a battery in it that can emit a wavelength or a frequency. And we do know from research studies that these frequencies damage DNA. And when you damage DNA, you end up getting inflammation in the body. Now, there are some people who will say, I don't notice a difference whether I'm out in nature or whether I am standing in front of my computer. And a lot of that really depends on the total body load that people have been exposed to. So I think about the, the human body as like this barrel. And as you go through life, you're accumulating stuff, your FOS, you're full of stuff over time. You know, maybe you were like me and you were, you ate, grew up eating gluten and dairy, and then you had a lot of tuna fish and mercury filling. So then you got more mercury and then exposure to plastics and molds and all this other stuff starts to fill up. 
And, and then sometimes the electromagnetic fields are kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back, you know, for people who are more sensitive. And what we find is when we start to remove these toxicities, we poke a hole in the bottom, open it up, and then, then that ends up decreasing the amount of reactivity. There is this relationship between molds and electromagnetic fields. Um, but it's it's that whole body effect that really is what it comes down to. Now, there's certain things like calcium channel blockers, if you're using prescriptions, or magnesium, which is a natural calcium channel blocker that has been shown to be helpful for people who have EHS, which stands for electromagnetic hypersensitivity syndrome, which is those people who are more sensitive to electromagnetic fields. I've had people in my programs who definitely notice a difference when they are in nature versus when they're in front of a computer or when they lift up a cell phone or when they're driving in a car, they can, I've had one person who can say, there's a, um, there's a power plant coming around the next corner because her feet start to buzz. And then all of a sudden there is one. Yeah. So, you know, the, but the solution is to remove the toxicities out of the body and then also to decrease exposure the best that you can. So there's certain things that you can do in order to test your cell phones and certain cases that you can get. I use the safe sleeve, mm -hmm. um, you know, that will decrease the amount that are, that's coming out of the phone. So I have a machine that I can use to test a tri-field meter. And mm -hmm. if you talk on the phone like this, you're going to get a certain number of, uh, of voltage or a certain frequency. And the versus talking like this, you see that it greatly decreases. Then, of course, using a, a headset, but one that has um, is, is set up for low EMF. Otherwise, you're just conducting those EMFs directly into your brain. What do you so, think about Bluetooth? Sorry, I was just thinking about that when you said that. You know, people who wear those Bluetooth things in their ears, I, I'm a little concerned about those. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> what happens with that? What do we need to do there? Yeah, so it's the same thing, whether we're looking mm -hmm. at Wi-Fi or 4G or 5G or Bluetooth. It's just degrees of severity. You want to decrease the amount that you're using these at all times. So mm -hmm. if you need the phone, the only way you're going to be able to function with the phone being away from your body is to have those buds in your ears on Bluetooth. Then that's better than having the phone up to your ear, but it's not mm -hmm. better than having one of those low EMF headsets. So you okay. just have to figure out, you know, what, what really, what works for you. Mm -hmm. And like any decision in medicine or health, you're looking at the risk benefit ratio, right? What is the mm -hmm. risk of doing this um, versus the benefits? And so those are the things that you have to play around with. And then you can also look at the EMFs that are in your home. And we have a, a whole checklist on doing that in our program. You can see dirty electricity coming into your home with some of these meters and then put capacitors into your outlets in order to, to be able to decrease that. So there's, there's a number of different ways of doing it, but the most important thing is don't get overwhelmed. All of these things that we're talking about today, you just have to take baby steps towards doing it. You know, we overestimate the amount we can get done in a day as humans and underestimate the amount that we can get done in a year, right? So a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And you just have to take a single step every single day, be in action, and you're going to achieve all of your health goals. Yeah, I like that. That's really nice. That just settles people down when you say that. So that's awesome. <laughs> and I too have found in my journey, I did have Lyme, I did have all that stuff. And I was super, super sensitive to electromagnetic fields and learned all this stuff 25, 35 years ago. So I have like chips on my phone. 
So there are cell phone chips. I have them on my Wi-Fi box, but I also have all kinds of protection in my home based on everything I learned. I gridded my home for geopathic stress because there's stress from the earth that puts people out of balance and gives them sleep issues. And I found that's kind of related to electromagnetic fields, although it's more like geopathic stress fields mm-hmm. too that affect our, affect our sleep. Um, so it, it is all of that. And there are tools like Dr. Evan saying that you can use here, you know, when you take one little baby step at a time to help yourself with that, to reduce the total load in that rain barrel So now your body can handle the next stressor because now you're eating right and you've detoxed and you release the, you know, the exposure in your own environment to those electromagnetic fields. And what I found too, and I think you probably have as well, because I can tell you got a sharp brain now and you're on top of your game, you know, is that it does literally open up your, your brain power. It gives you the ability to do more in your life and be happier and achieve more because we have released all of these toxicities and we are building up and being resilient. Uh, And we've kept that total load in that rain barrel down. Would you agree that it's kind of all of that together allows you to be who you came here to be? Without a doubt. Yeah. Fatigue is that monkey on your back that doesn't allow you to be your best self. Yeah. And it's it's really amazing. And and that feeling of overwhelm that so many people experience. What is what would your life be like without that feeling of overwhelm? It would be pretty mm-hmm. amazing if you're able to handle the tasks that you need to do every day, have that clarity to be able to make the decisions for yourself, your business, your family, whatever it is. It's mm-hmm. it's life-changing for sure. Yeah, we want all of you, especially if you're listening to this today, we want all of you to have those results, right? to really open up your brain power, to get reconnected to your soul, to be able to use your gifts in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my teachers said, hey, if we're not using your gifts in the world, then you're dishonoring God. I never forgot that, you know? Mm -hmm. So so I know that it it is about that. And I know that you believe the same and you're a perfect example of it in what you're doing with your practice and your your patients and all the people that you're touching now. It's just so completely beautiful um, what you're doing. And I know that you also wrote a book. Tell us about it. This is a second edition. I just learned this today. You said your your Fix Your Fatigue um, book is coming out and you've got a second edition. So tell us about that. So yeah, so you see the the first edition is behind me and that's the one that's on Amazon. But for listening today, Dr. Louise is going to drop a link below this video or in the show notes, and you guys are going to be able to download the second edition, which isn't out yet. It's just in PDF form right now, but you're going to be able to get an early release of that and be able to read that on your own, on your computer or whatever, wherever you'll read your PDFs. Oh, I love that. Look at that. What a beautiful gift. Thank you so much for that beautiful gift. I I want to ask just a couple more questions. This is more personal. We're going to turn the corner here and just go, okay, let's get to know Dr. Dr. Evan here a little bit. I know that you mentioned in your free time, you like to do uh, singing and dancing. Yeah, is that right? Tell us a little bit about that. Are you in musical plays or... Give us a peek. Not right now in the pandemic, but okay. I I do take voice lessons on a weekly basis. I am a competitive singer, so I came in third in my age group, which is age, I think it's 22 to 100. <laughs> <laughs> 
in in um, in a competition here up in the Pacific Northwest. And so that's something fun that I like to do. I love to sing musicals, love to go see musicals, love to dance around the kitchen with my daughter. So that allows me to to connect with the the art side of myself. Sometimes I'll play guitar and more of a singer who plays guitar than a guitar player who sings, but I just love music. It's an important part of my life. Oh, that's so beautiful. So beautiful. Um, And what's your biggest self-care tip? What would you share with us there? Uh, So I think for me, my biggest self-care tip is actually my daily mindset practice. So that's every single morning when I wake up, I start by saying thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I look at three gratitudes, three things that I'm thankful for. And that's what the research says is mm-hmm. that that can, you know, doing that for a period of time can definitely shift the way that you're looking at the world. You start to see more things to be grateful for. And you can do the same three things every day. You can do different three things. And then I move on to envisioning and I'm envisioning my ideal life, work, relationships. Um, personal, you know, all of these different components. And then I go into limiting beliefs. What are the limiting beliefs that are coming up for me? And oftentimes they're mm-hmm. scarcity, not enough time, not enough money, not enough whatever. And then flipping them on their head, you know, and knowing that everything is always working out for me and that there's always going to be abundance of all of these things in my life. And so I'm just reprogramming my brain in this way, using the neural plasticity of the brain. The brain is plastic, not really plastic, but you can you can shape it. And so you just have to retrain it. And so, you know, when I had my ACEs or my adverse childhood events and I was rejected by a peer group growing up, the world became not a safe place for me after that. And then there were other things that kind of played into that. And, and so for me, I have to reprogram my brain in order to decrease a lot of that stress off of me and decrease the, the inflammation that came with it. And then the last part of that is looking at disempowering questions and flipping them into empowering questions. Like I mentioned, what can I do today in order to love myself even more, love the people around me even more? Um, what can I do today in order to move my health forward even more? So those that my daily mindset practice has been huge for me. Um, I would say that's my main tip. I love that. I love how you described it. That's just very beautiful. So I want everyone to take some of those tips here, (laughs) implement them in your life, take that action step, right? Right today. Absolutely. Would you say, and maybe you already answered this with with what you just said, but what's your biggest brain hack? Um, That's a good question. My biggest brain hack, I would say probably eating right. So I find that most people have Mm -hmm. the worst, their brain fog is worse depending on what they're consuming. Now you can definitely have it with the infections and the heavy metals and chemicals. But I think that when it comes to consuming gluten, consuming sugars, those are really the two biggest ones that I see when Mm -hmm. it comes to brain fog that can that can release that brain fog. So that's what I think of when I think of brain hack because that's mainly what I'm dealing when I'm working with people who have fatigue. They also have this awful brain fog or brain fatigue and that's just one way to to get at it. Yeah, that's a great way to get at it. We are what we eat. We are. Right? We are what we eat. Absolutely making those beautiful food choices. 
Yep. I'm pretty picky about my food. Earlier today, I said, I don't think I could go to Africa and eat fried ants. I don't think I'd survive mm. um, or wherever that is <laughs> um, because I'm pretty, pretty picky, pretty strict on my, my organic food diet. So uh, totally resonate with that one too. Um, well, I just want to thank you so much for being with us today. I feel like we could talk forever. There's more. Maybe we'll have to have you back again. There's more we can discover here with uh, with Dr. Evan and all of his wisdom on fixing your fatigue and, and his amazing four-step system here. And definitely get that book. He's giving us that second copy, you know, a second edition of his uh, Fix Your Fatigue book here. So we'll post the link below for that. And um, I'm so grateful for your time today. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, Dr. Louise. It was yeah. a pleasure. Yeah, this was great. Thank you so much. Have a great day, everyone. Enjoy, because it's time for you 